From the International Headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries here in downtown Murfreesboro, Tennessee, in the heart of Tennessee, with Tennessee and the world at heart, this is Making a Difference, and I'm Dr. Shelton Smith. Well, it's a joy to welcome you today. We're here on a Wednesday. It's the midweek, and let me encourage you about going to church tonight. I'm trusting that you're in a good church where that they are open on a Wednesday night or a midweek day so that you get something in between Sundays. And of course, we're working our way through Psalm 37 and two or three more days of it because so many solid, powerful truths in this chapter, and we've tried to just take them one piece at a time and look at the things that we get from the instruction that God gives us here in His Word. So we'll get to that in just a moment. Today we're going to be looking at verses 34, 35, and 36. And the subject today, I've entitled this message, The Green Bay Tree Scenario. The Bible mentions here in these verses, the green bay tree, and there's a great message involved in that. And so we're going to look at that story in just a moment. Now, let me just remind you, the National Sword of the Lord Conference is coming July 17 through 20 in Walkertown, North Carolina. And I hope that many of you are going to plan to be with us. It is a great, wonderful, blessed four days, and we want you to be there and be a part of it. Go to our website at swordofthelord.com. There are all kinds of details there, as well as many other things that will be of interest to you. So check it out, and check us out there on the website sometime real soon. Now, let's look at Psalm 37, and we're reading today verses 34, 35, and 36. Verse 34 says, Wait on the Lord, and keep his way, and he shall exalt thee to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off... Thou shalt see it. I have seen the wicked in great power and spreading himself like a green bay tree. Yet he passed away, and lo, he was not. Yea, I sought him, but he could not be found. Now, this verse, number 35, talks about how that the wicked, and uh, that term, somewhat generic, but at the same time, it's describing the person who has turned his I turned his ear, turned his heart away from the Lord, and he's out living in the world. He's doing all kinds of ungodly things. And uh, whatever the specifics are, this general term just identifies him. He is somebody who is headed down the wrong trail. He's headed wrong in his life, and he's headed wrong eternally. He's going to find himself in great trouble ultimately, and that's what this passage tells us, and it identifies him and uses the symbol of a green bay tree. Now, we're not exactly sure which tree and what that was about and whether that has survived or not. Some have suggested various things about what that might really be. But it's an instructive illustration that we have. And when this passage says the wicked man, the ungodly person, spreads himself like a green bay tree, the term spreading himself the word in the Hebrew text means to be naked, to be exposed. He is going to become apparent. He's going to be made fully exposed to the reality of the truth of his situation. You know, the person who is going away from God so often is so pompous, so uh, really just arrogant about who they are, what they are, and what they are going to do, how they feel, what they believe. And I mean, they'll tell you in no uncertain terms. 
that they're in charge of themselves and they know exactly where they're headed and what they're about. Well, this passage says that there is coming a time when all of that will be fully exposed and the man will have no covering. It's like he will be really out in the open without any clothing at all. And so what are we looking at here? Well, we're looking at this person who has planted himself and really, in fact, another one of these words here suggests that it's a tree planted in its own soil. And the suggestion is that this man has made his own way. He has said, I can do this. I can manage myself. I can do whatever I please to do. And he has planted himself in soil of his own making. Now, at the same time, he is making the kind of appearance that you would think he is something absolutely great. I mean, he is really strutting himself and strutting his stuff. And uh, often at the expense of other people, you know, uh, over the years, I've had people laugh at the fact that I'm a Christian. I've had people mock certain Bible truths as though it was something that didn't matter at all. Now, I've never let that upset me. I've never let that bother me to the point of saying, well, maybe the guy's right. No, I take God's word for things. I believe what he said, and I've seen enough of the truth of God demonstrated to know that when God says something, whether I fully understand it or not, it's right, whether I get the picture or whether I don't. And whether that man gets it or not, it doesn't really matter. So here we have this green bay tree that has been planted, it's made its own way, but it's grown up, and my, right now, not only has it been planted, but this tree, I mean, it is a privileged thing. This man has made his way in the world. He may be rich, he may be honored, he may be somebody that everybody bows to, and uh, yet all of that privilege doesn't make him grateful. All of that privilege, he's still saying, look at me, look what I've done. Very proud. And you know, the Bible has some things to say about sinful pride, where we just get so full of ourselves that we think everything hinges around us. A lot of people feel like they're the center of the universe, and they just feel like everything needs to revolve around them. And that kind of selfish spirit and selfish attitude, obviously, is a really prideful kind of a thing. Now, there is a sense in which we ought to be proud proud of family, proud of the things that uh, honors the Lord. I mean, there is a certain good pride, but pride can be sinful, and the Bible lays that out pretty clearly. And this guy, though, he's pompous. I mean, he is like the strutting peacock who wants you to see every feather, and uh, he's just proud of every little bit of everything that he's accomplished. And honestly, this man may present a pretty picture. He may be as pretty as a peacock, too. I mean, he can really make things look like he wants it to look for a time and uh, may be very productive. He may be producing all kinds of things that causes people to look at him, to honor him, and to say, man, this is great. This is the way this ought to go. And uh, really, the world has its way of just strutting and going about its business and making you think that they have everything going their way, and it's just great. Well, it's not great. And this passage lays that out. When it talks about this green bay tree, well, you need to get down to the bottom line of this because not only does verse 34 tell us that the wicked are not going to last, they're going to be cut off, the Bible says, and it says, Thou shalt see it. Those who are honoring the Lord, 
They will see the day when all of this collapses. They'll see the day when all of this kind of thing that the world has pushed up and made such a to-do about, they will see the day when it all comes unglued. Now, he says here, this Green Bay tree will one day pass away. He is soon gone and passes away. You know, it reminds me, when I was a boy growing up in uh, western Kentucky, the uh, farm that we lived on it during my elementary years, uh, Dad bought uh, not too long after he came back from the Second World War. It was 100 acres in Carlisle County, and uh, the little house that was on there was a little three-room house propped up on concrete blocks. There was a barn out back, but between the house and the barn, a distance of maybe 150 feet, there was a maple tree that was, I mean, it was statuesque. It was huge. It had a base that, if my memory serves me right, was probably five feet in diameter. And uh, it was just a large tree. And I, again, I think it probably stood 60 or 70 feet in the air. It was kind of the focal point there at the uh, part where the house and the barn was of the farm. And everybody who came to visit us would always go out and they'd look at that tree. It just was a special, special thing. And my step-grandfather had lived on that farm when he was a younger man. In fact, he told me that they planted that tree while he lived there in 1922. Well, you know, that's over 100 years ago now, and uh, we were there a long time ago. The tree was 50 or 60 years old at the time, something like that. And at the time that I was there, the tree was already fully grown, and uh, at the same time, it was uh, just majestic. It was absolutely beautiful. But I was there a few months ago, pulled up to the place. Of course, the old house has long since been torn down. The barn has been torn down. And guess what? That beautiful maple tree is no more. It's gone. You say, what happened to it? I don't know what happened to it. Maybe a storm came along and took it down. Maybe somebody said, hey, we want to do other things here. And maybe somebody sawed it up and made firewood out of it. I don't know what happened to it. But the one bottom line of it is, as beautiful as it was, as statuesque as it was, as much a focal point of interest as that great maple tree was, it is no longer. It's gone. And whenever people get into that mode as a person out in the world, they get pompous, they get proud, they take every privilege that they have and they play it as fully as they possibly can. They mock the things of God. They tell us how silly or maybe even stupid that we are because that we have faith in God and believe in the Lord. And yet the Bible says, and of course this whole thing about the green tree, it is a picture of the unsaved man. It is a picture of that person who decides that they're going to live their life and leave God out. And the Bible says here very, very plainly, he said, I have seen the wicked in great power. And he's telling us, I have seen them at their height. I have seen them when they are doing well. I have seen them whenever they were strutting their stuff. And he says, yet as they spread themselves like the green bay tree, they were exposed. That word spreading, remember, it means to expose. It means to be naked. And he said, yet as strong as this tree was, as beautiful as it was, as productive as it was, it passed away and was not. He said, I looked for it and could not find it. It is out of the picture entirely. Now, dear friends, let me just say to you, if you're walking out in the world and you haven't had time for the Lord, there's coming a day. There is coming a day, I promise you, in your life 
there will be a day when the storm blows through. There will be a day when the storm comes in your life. And whatever root system that you have, you may be rooted in philosophy, you may be rooted in money, you may be rooted in a lot of things. But there's going to come a day when that tree will come down, when your life will come crashing down. There may be a time when you're going to get up someday and you're going to say, I need a friend, I need help, and they will not be found. They will be nowhere to be seen. You're going to find yourself standing alone with nothing to support you. And whenever the money that you have runs out, or whatever money that you have, as plentiful as it might be, there will be a day when you're going to need something that money cannot buy. Your friends may run out on you as well. You say, well, so-and-so has been a good friend all of my life. Well, you get into difficulty, and some of those friends will turn on you. They'll run from you. They'll act like they don't know you. I mean, this whole pompous philosophy will run short for you. Someday you're going to face the valley of the shadow of death. What do you do then? All of this strutting, all of this pomposity, all of this pride, is that going to work? No, it's not going to work. You need the Lord. And there comes a day whenever we all just need to admit that we're lost. We need the Savior. We need the Lord. We need to have Him in our life. And I know many of you who listen to me every day and some of you who just drop in once in a while, you're saved already. And God bless you. I'm glad that you are. But this passage addresses the unsaved man and the futility of living that life without the Lord. It's the Green Bay Tree scenario, and I hope that you'll listen carefully and let it speak to your heart today as we look at this passage, and there is a reason why it's here. The Lord wants us to turn to Him. Now, listen, I'd love to hear from you. Whatever the need, whatever the burden that you carry, I'm glad to hear from you. So write to me, Dr. Shelton Smith, at P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. The email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. Until tomorrow, though, God bless you. Have a good rest of the day, and goodbye for now.